0: Welcome to The Jesse Garcia Show, your half-hour home for politics, culture, and art. We come to you every week with a news story about your world. Today's guest is Rob Tadero from The Trevor Project. His organization has been providing crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to queer young people since 1998. Over the years, the TURVER Project has expanded its services to include research. Today, we'll talk about its new research brief, the Latinx LGBTQ youth suicide risk. Thank you for following The Jesse Garcia Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. For more information about the podcast, visit jessegarciashow.com. According to the CDC, suicide is the second leading cause of death among Americans, ages 10 to 24. Research shows that LGBTQ youth are four times as likely to attempt suicide than their straight peers. But research also shows that it just takes one supportive person to decrease the risk of suicide by 30%. The Trevor Project has been providing that person since 1998. What started as a lifeline for gay teens in the late 1990s has grown into a multi-purpose organization that not only provides round-the-clock counseling to teens and young adults, but advocates for laws protecting their clients and conducts studies to learn more about the problem. This past fall, the Trevor Project released two important research briefs that focus on Latinx and Black queer youth. Press Secretary for the Trevor Project, Rob Todaro, shares their findings today. I want to welcome my good friend Rob Todaro from the Trevor Project to the Jesse Garcia Show. Thank you so much for having me. I am uh, especially happy to have you here because this is a a topic that I've been uh, dealing with in the last couple of years and working with the LGBT community is helping our next generation be able to cope with what's out there um of course one of the reasons why i started this podcast was to put some positive light and energy after the 2016 election when we had an administration that on a daily basis came after the lgbt community and it's just i feel so bad for the children that are growing up at, during this time because not only do you have the already the 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 homophobia transphobia biphobia all these type of negative things that happen to the LGBT community, but we have an extra layer of the most important in person on this planet spouting horrible things, doing terrible things to the community with this, with this power uh, of agencies that are neglecting the LGBT community and ostracizing it. So Trevor Project is so important. Um, How did you end up at the Trevor Project? So
1: I've been working at the Trevor Project for almost a year now, uh, and it has been a wonderful experience. Uh, I am the press secretary, so I'm responsible for managing Trevor's strategic communications, uh, including all media relations, internal comms, uh, supporting social media strategy, and doing all I can to amplify our education, research, and advocacy programs. and it's been such a wonderful experience working with such a talented, passionate group of people who are so dedicated to our mission to end LGBTQ youth suicide.
0: Like I had mentioned, um, Trevor Project, I've always admired it. And uh, when, I, when I think of the Trevor Project, I'm thinking of a counseling line available to youth and young adults 24 seven. What type of professionals do you all seek to man these, uh, to stop these lines?
1: Yeah, so we have 24 seven crisis services across a phone lifeline, text and chat. And that's been the case for a little over a year now. And uh, our crisis counselors are mostly volunteers, uh, but we also have some on staff crisis workers and they're all supported by on staff supervisors. Now with COVID-19, uh, we actually have crisis workers working remotely from across the country.
0: Uh, th- that's amazing, so not it's not only a phone line, but you have text and chat that's increased your output. Yeah, so rate. Gen Z uh, is
1: using text and chat more often than phone calls these days. So we wanted to be on the platforms where young people are spending most of their time. And there also are unique considerations. For example, uh, transgender and non-binary youth might not want to worry about being misgendered on the phone. So we we are seeing young people use our text and chat platforms uh, these days. And, and it's, it's adding another layer of privacy. Also with COVID-19, we know a lot of young people are in unsupportive home environments, they Correct. might not be out of the closet and they might not have the privacy to, to use their voice and speak on the phone. So it, providing them with different options to reach out for
0: support is critical. That is just amazing. Thank you so much for catching up with the times and being able to provide these services that add another layer of security for that um, young individual that needs the help and that's not in a supportive household. Um, during the, you mentioned the pandemic, have call has call volume increased during the pandemic?
1: Yes. Uh, so since the onset of COVID-19, the volume of LGBTQ youth reaching out to our crisis services for support has definitely increased significantly. At times, double our pre-COVID wow. volume. Wow, that's amazing. And and do you offer bilingual services? So we currently do not, but that's actually part of our strategic plan, uh, and we're actively striving to build capacity and doing a lot of research to see how our organization can expand our crisis services uh, internationally and in new languages. Oh, you're going uh,
0: international.
1: Wow. So right now we are based uh, we are a US-based service. But we also have uh, Trevor Space, which is our safe space social networking site for LGBTQ youth, and that is a global platform. Um, but we are planning ahead to see how we can build capacity and expand our services internationally, because we know that uh, this public health crisis that is LGBTQ youth suicide doesn't discriminate by borders, and we want to reach as many young people uh, as possible. Um, We're also currently working on translating a lot of our educational materials uh, for LGBTQ youth in Spanish. So that's something that's like actively coming down the pipeline as we
0: speak. That's good to hear. When I think of the Trevor Project, like I said, I'm from a generation that remembers the the life source that this line provided. I just thought of the prevention line, but now when I go to your wonderful website I see that you're like funding research. Can you explain the total impact that this new Trevor line has on the community? I'm
1: very excited about
0: the growth of the Trevor
1: project and all of the innovative work we're doing around education, advocacy, and research. So we have an education program that provides resources for youth serving adults in organizations. We do public trainings. We also release educational materials. We have done so around coming out, being an ally to trans and non-binary youth. We had a recent guide on supporting bisexual youth around bi-week, that was in September. Yes. So trying to amplify different experiences of LGBTQ youth and educate the public on the diversity of the community and, and the different identities and how to be a better ally will go such a long way. And in tandem, we have an advocacy department that's fighting for pro-LGBTQ legislation and against anti-LGBTQ rhetoric and policies across the country on issues like conversion therapy, suicide prevention in schools, and unfortunately, resisting a lot of harmful bills that have been introduced particularly attacking transgender young people in regards to access to medical care and uh
0: athletics so you recently uh when i was going through your website released a research brief latinx lgbtq youth suicide risk what were some of the key findings of this report oh yeah so i, I didn't even my my one of the favorite parts
1: of my work is amplifying our research team. They are doing such groundbreaking work. And we use re- research not only to inform our life-saving crisis services, but to increase the general knowledge base on LGBTQ youth mental health, because there really is such a dearth of research there. There, there is not LGBTQ inclusive data collected on the national level
0: so we're trying to fill in some of those gaps and, and, and when they do some research on lgbtq youth it's usually on white male cisgendered folks They've, totally so they forget
1: the, the, intersectional the community a hundred percent we need to take an intersectional approach in in every regard to mental health and suicide prevention including how we do research so our 2020 National Survey on LGBTQ youth mental health came out this past July. And that uh, surveyed over 40,000 LGBTQ young people with diverse identities. And then each month, our research department releases uh, a different brief with a different topic. And uh, in September, it was on Latinx LGBTQ youth suicide. And it was staggering to find that Fears of detention and deportation are so strongly associated with a significantly increased risk for attempting suicide. So, for example, 47% of Latinx LGBTQ youth reported that they were worried about themselves or their families being detained or deported. And these immigration-related worries were strongly associated with increased risk of a suicide attempt. And if you controlled for those immigration-related fears, the increased risk of attempting suicide actually disappeared. So it's clear that our nation's immigration policies are having an impact on the mental health and well-being of Latinx LGBTQ youth.
0: Thank you so much for bringing this up, because I've always said that immigration is not just a Latino issue; it's an LGBT issue as well. Because there's so many immigrants who come to this nation because they need to escape homophobic, transphobic, biphobic communities of where they're coming from and where their last hope. And this is an issue that should be shared among all minority communities that we need to worry about. So thank you so much for putting this in your report and and, and highlighting it because it's so important. You followed up this report with one with um, on black LGBTQ youth. Can you tell us a little bit about the findings in that one?
1: Sure, Uh, very excited about that report too. Um, Our research team worked very hard on it and there is really a lack of quantitative studies that specifically focus on black LGBTQ youth. So it limits the knowledge base necessary for effective prevention and intervention programs. And we know that black LGBTQ youth Uh, hold multiple marginalized identities, and with that comes unique stressors and challenges that may make them more susceptible to poor mental health outcomes. So this report examined different suicide risk factors among Black LGBTQ youth, including police victimization, uh, conversion therapy, housing instability, food insecurity, and barriers to mental health care. Um, And on that last point, we found that 60% of Black LGBTQ youth who wanted mental health care were not able to get it, with more than half citing affordability as the reason they weren't able to get it, which is a a truly heartbreaking finding to me, the the idea that there are young people who want and need mental health care from a professional and can't receive it for a variety of reasons, including uh, because cost is too high.
0: Well, this is a lot, this is a lot. And I'm so happy that you're like dis- discussing this and bringing this um it's, all your- It's a lot,
1: but I will also say there, there were a lot of findings that were hard to grasp in that report, but we also found that social support from family, friends, and LGBTQ affirming spaces save lives. And for example, like Black LGBTQ youth who reported uh, high levels of support from their families, were significantly less likely to report a suicide attempt. So we do know that there are things that work and
0: that social support goes a long way. Thank you. So the Trevor Project is doing a lot of great work. Has the pandemic hurt your resources? Because it takes a lot to win an organization like you. So are you getting those resources? so
1: from the very beginning of the pandemic we knew it was vital to remain 24 7 open and free for the lgbtq you to need us most so at the very onset of physical distancing uh, the trevor project went through a rapid tech transformation to move our physical lifeline call centers that were based in New York and LA to be remote operations for the first time ever in our organization's history so it wasn't only important for the health of our staff who could no longer work in person uh, but we wanted to ensure that our services remained uninterrupted uh, at a time when mental health support is so important and there are so many unique stressors on lgbtq young people because of this pandemic
0: so i want to thank you for talking about the resources that you just came out with this year i am looking forward to this fall semester because i'll be mentoring kids again this fall virtually through zoom um but i'm so happy that i could draw on those resources that you have and be prepared just in case i come across youth that need a little extra help to navigate this world. So I, I deeply appreciate the work that you do. Um, how can fo- uh, folks donate to your organization?
1: So let me just say, Jesse, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate everything that you do and your advocacy is so important. And I, I, I am thankful that you had me on today to amplify these important issues and for those who would like to learn more or to donate to the trevor project please visit Trevorproject.org.
0: thank you so much rob for being on the show i really appreciate it i'll be following your work going forward and making sure that these reports get to the to the communities that they need to reach thank I you so you- much and i wish you the best of luck you too